and welcome to the 54th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Before we get started, our usual disclaimer, heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. Today we're talking about Puppet Master. There are currently 13 movies total in the franchise, and this is one of the largest franchises in horror history. I'll list them in the order in which the movies were released, and then we'll talk about the chronological order a little later. So the first Puppet Master is from 1989, starring William Hickey as Andre Toulon, also starring Matt, Paula Matt, Irene Miracle, Matt Rowe, and Catherine O'Reilly as a bunch of psychics. There's also a brief cameo by Barbara Crampton. Runtime is 90 minutes. Um, I'm not going to list all the runtime on these because all of these are relatively short uh, movies between 80-90 minutes total. Next up is Puppet Master 2 from 1990, so one year later, starring this time Steve Wells as Andre Toulon, Elizabeth McClellan as his wife Elsa, Gregory Webb, Charles Spradling, Jeff Weston, and Nita Talbot as a bunch of paranormal investigators. Then there's Puppet Master 3, Toulon's Revenge, from 1991, so again one year later. This movie is a prequel, and it stars Guy Roth as Andre Toulon, and he is my favorite uh, actor playing the Toulon character. Also starring Sarah Douglas as his wife Elsa, Richard Lynch, Ian Abercrombie, and Christopher Logan. Puppet Master 4, The Demon, from 1993, so two years later. Guy Roth is back for a short stint as Toulon. Gordon Curry is a scientist named Rick Myers. Chandra West is Susie. Ash Adams is Cameron. And Teresa Hill is Lauren. Puppet Master 5, The Final Chapter, from 1994, so again one year later. This was obviously meant to be the end of the franchise, but uh, we are not even halfway through these films. Uh, Yeah, because this is 5 out of 13. So the same characters appear in this movie as in 4. 4 and 5 were meant to be one long story, so I won't list the actors again. Next up, number 6, Curse of the Puppet Master from 1998, so four years later. This is considered by some to be a soft reboot. Starring Gregory Peck as Dr. McGrew, Emily Harrison as his daughter Jane, and Josh Green as Robert slash Tank. Number seven is Retro Puppet Master from 1999, so one year later. And this is the second prequel. This is the first film also to not have an R rating. This is the last film to feature Guy Roth as Toulon, uh, except for the clip show Legacy, which we'll talk about in a second. Unfortunately, Guy Roth uh, passed away. A younger Toulon is played here by Greg Sestero, who also wrote The Disaster Artist, and his eventual wife Elsa is played by Brigida Dow. Jack Donner is Afzel. Uh, Legacy, which we were just talking about, is the eighth movie from 2003, so four years later. And this movie is just made up of previous archival footage. Some people say there are 30 minutes of original content, but someone timed it, and it seems like there's actually only seven minutes of original content. Number nine, Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys from 2004, so one year later. This was a made-for-TV movie that aired on the Sci-Fi Channel, and it's considered non-canon. So Full Moon, uh, the production company owned by Charles Brand, which we'll talk about in a second, um, sold the rights to Sci-Fi, and they also own the Demonic Toys franchise, and so that's what made this crossover possible. It was written by C. Courtney Joyner and directed by uh, Ted Nicolau, starring Corey Feldman as the great-grandson of Andre Toulon, and Vanessa Angel is the head of a toy-making company who plans to dominate the world with demonic toys. Number 10, 
these next three are uh, also grouped together. So this is Puppet Master Axis of Evil from 2010. So six years after the previous movie. The first of the Axis trilogy starring Levi Feller as Danny Coogan, Gina Gallagher as Beth, Taylor M. Graham as Don Coogan, Tom Sandoval as Ben slash Max, and Ada Chow as Ozu. Next up, Puppet Master T It's called Puppet Master 10, even though it's the 11th movie, if you count um, the sci-fi movie. It's from 2012, so two years later. Kip Canyon is now Danny, so that's a different actor. Jean Louise O'Sullivan is Beth, so that's a different actor. Terumi Shimazu as Ozu, that's again a different actor. And Scott Anthony King is Commandant Mobius. Brad Pitt is Sergeant Stone, and Otto uh, Brezino is Dr. Freuhofer. And the last of the Axis trilogy is Puppet Master Axis Termination 2017, so five years later. George Appleby is Dr. Ivan Ivanov. Tanya Fox is his daughter, Elise. Tanya Kay is Dr. Gertie Ernst. And Alinza M. is Georgina. Kevin Smith is a German um, general. And the very last movie, number 13, is named Puppet Master, The Lilith Reich from 2018. So one years later, this is considered a reboot of the series starring Thomas Lennon, Kennedy Summers, Barbara Crampton, who of course we already said was in the first movie, and Udo Kier as Toulon, written by S. Craig Zahler, who also did Bone Tomahawk. And this is the first film produced by Fangoria under its Fangoria Presents label. Uh, in terms of the commonality, you'll notice I didn't list a whole bunch of uh, directors, um, producers, etc. because many of these are by the same people, so I just tried to group them together in one place. So Charles Brand, as I mentioned, produced all of these movies except for Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys. He also wrote The Legacy, Axis Rising, and Axis Termination. All of the movies except for, as we said, the sci-fi were produced by Full Moon Entertainment, which is Band's company. And the idea there was to produce low-budget horror sci-fi movies. And you'll remember we talked about um, Brand back in when we talked about the Reanimator series. David Dika too directed um, three of the films. He directed The Curse, Retro Puppet Master, and Axis of Evil. Jeff Burr directed the fourth and fifth movies. Stephen E. Carr and four other people wrote 4 and 5, and um, that's Curse and Retro. David Smaller wrote and directed the first movie. C. Courtney Joyner wrote three movies, so The Legacy, Puppet Master, oh, wrote the third movie, and then The Legacy and Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys. And the music for... All of these movies, except for Retro Puppet Master and The Littlest Reich, are by Charles's brother, Richard Brand. So that was the order in which they were released. Now I just want to talk about chronologically um, how they all fit in, because it is a bit confusing. I'm not going to go over... Uh, well, we'll just see how it goes. But there's a bunch of flashbacks sometimes in some of the movies. So in terms of the... Um, Earliest movie, Retro Puppet Master, supposedly takes place in Paris in 1902. Um, then the second, then there's a flashback in Puppet Master 2 to 1920 Cairo. And then in the Puppet Master 3, Toulon's Revenge is actually the second movie from 1941 that takes place in Germany. Then there's a prologue and epilogue from Retro Puppet Master that takes place somewhere between 1941 and 44 at the Swiss border. Then comes Puppet Master Axis of Evil, Puppet Master Axis Rising, and Puppet Master Axis Termination from 1941 through 1942. The spin-off movie that we're going to talk about in a second also takes place in th at the same time in 1942. 
Then the sixth movie, chronologically, would be The First Puppet Master, which is from 1989 in Bodega Bay, California. Then Puppet Master 2, 1990. And Puppet Master 4, 1993. Puppet Master 5, The Final Journey, 1994. And Curse of the Puppet Master, 1998. Puppet Master The Legacy, 2003. Uh, the Non-Canon Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys from 2004. And lastly, the reboot to the franchise, uh, Puppet Master The Little the Littlest Reich, which was last year. I will tell you now, we'll talk about it more in a second, but the chronology in these movies is all messed up. At one point, they have Toulon killing himself uh, before he was um, in Germany um, in the three Axis movies. So, so don't try to make sense of the chrono- chronology in terms of what happened exactly when. Where to find these movies? Uh, Amazon Prime has a first movie as part of Elvira's 13 Nights of Elvira, so that was fun. Tubi has all of the movies except for the first and Puppet Master vs. Demons. The last, Puppet Master The Littlest Reich, is available on Shudder. Uh, Amazon Prime, Vudu, YouTube, and Google Play have some of the movies for their usual $3 each. You'll just have to look them up. And several of the movies are available for free on YouTube, including Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys. And lastly, Amazon Prime has a Rift Tracks version of Retro Puppet Master. That's fun. Uh, none of these movies are available on Netflix or Hulu. In terms of Rotten Tomatoes scores, I'm not going to go over the score for everybody because it's, uh, you know, it's all the same at some point. I will say that the highest uh, rated show from critics and audiences is the newest Puppet Master, The Little Right. Critics gave it a 68%. Audiences gave it a 53%. Then in terms of the other movies, um, next one... Up would be Puppet Master 3, Toulon's Revenge, not rated by critics. Audience gave it a 52%. And the reason all of these are not rated by critics is because all of these movies went direct to home video instead of being released theatrically. Um, In terms of the lowest, we have a bunch of movies that are around 19 and 20%. Um, Retro Puppet Master 19, Puppet Master The Legacy 21%, Puppet Master... The first one uh, for the Axis Trilogy, Axis of Evil, at 20%. And Puppet Master, the last one in the trilogy, Axis Termination, again, 20%. So these movies um, are an acquired taste. The plot. Uh, There's a whole lot of plot going on. I'll try to hit the highlights and also read what IMDb wrote as their synopsis. So the first Puppet Master, IMDb, says, Psychics find themselves plotted against by a former colleague who committed suicide and discovered animated murderous puppets. So supposedly 1939, the movie opens with an older man who is Andre Toulon working on his puppets, but these are no ordinary puppets, and thanks to some ancient Egyptian curse, they are brought to life. And we see a POV shot of one of the puppets outside the Bodega Bay Hotel. Um sorry, Bodega Bay Inn, and there are two sketchy-looking guys uh, who arrive in a car, and before they can get to Toulon's room, um, the puppet knocks on the door, and then uh, Toulon lets him in, and then he hides all the puppets in a panel in the wall, and then shoots himself in the head. And then the next scene, it's many years later, a psychic named Neil Gallagher has discovered Toulon's secret and is using it for his own evil purposes. Four psychics and Neil's wife, Megan, gather at the same inn where Toulon offed himself because Neil has killed himself too. Uh, They don't know about the puppets yet, but they all end up dying one by one. Then Gallagher appears and reveals his master plan. He's going to live forever, but he's mean to the puppets and they have other ideas, so they turn on him. And then they trap him in an elevator, and Leech Woman, we'll talk about it in a second, hacks up a big old leech and shoves it down his throat and kills him. The only surviving psychic is Alex, and he leaves, and then Neil's wife stays in the inn, and next we see a, the 
previously stuffed Pomeranian that she had with her is now alive and running around. So obviously, Neil was not the only person who knew the secret. So that's the end of that movie. The puppets were introduced to here are Blade, and he has a knife for a hand and a hook for a hand. He was the puppet that was trying to warn Toulon. We have Tunneler, who has a drill on his head. Jester, who doesn't do much. Uh, his face just changes uh, expressions. Uh, Pinhead, who is has a little tiny head but big giant arms. And Leech Woman, who I mentioned a second ago, who is definitely the strangest because her power is she hacks up leeches and hacks and then um, throws up in people's mouths and then they suffocate and die. So that's a very strange uh, power and a very strange visual. And then we also see two other puppets, Gingy and Shredder Khan, just briefly. Next, Puppet Master 2, IMDB says, The puppets return and haunt paranormal, paranormal researchers in an attempt to take the brain fluid for their master, Andre Toulon. So again, we're back at the Bodega Bay Inn where almost all of the action either happens here or happens in Germany in this franchise. And the puppets dig up Andre Toulon, who is conveniently buried in a cemetery behind the inn. Um, they apparently need him to make the fluid that uh, keeps them alive. Apparently they can, like, w with whatever injection, they can survive for like 50 years. Uh, points for continuity here. Uh, because this show, again, features Neil Gallagher's wife, Megan, and Alex, who were the only survivors of the first movie. Uh, the paranormal investigators are just there to be picked off one by one by the puppets. Toulon looks like the Invisible Man because he's all bandaged up, so that's pretty funny, and no one, like, says to him, hey, what happened to you? Um, he thinks that one of the investigators, who's named... Carolyn is the reincarnation of his wife, Elsa. So he plans to put himself and Carolyn's souls into the bodies of two life-size puppets. They were pretty freaky looking. Luckily, Carolyn's new boyfriend uh, finds her in the nick of time, and he is unexpectedly assisted by the puppets. I thought the puppets were on Toulon's side, but I guess they're mad at him because he is using the last of his juice on Carolyn instead of on them. So, Toulon's new puppet body, the life-size puppet, is destroyed, and in a surprise twist, at the end we see a van heading for a mental hospital for tots, and there's a life-size puppet named Camille who's driving the van. This is a very strange visual. Um, I thought it was Toulon who had transferred his soul into that puppet, but other people are saying it's actually one of the psychics uh, who is in the puppet. Um, either way, she is never mentioned again in the franchise, so we don't know what happened to her. The third movie is Puppet Master 3, Toulon's Revenge. Again, this is a prequel, and IMDb says... A puppeteer's ability to bring animated objects to life attracts the attention of Nazis in World War II. This is often listed as one of the best Puppet Master movies, and I, I'll talk about it later, but I think it's it, it might be my favorite or it's right up there. It's 1941 in Berlin, so just forget the fact that Toulon already shot himself in the head in 1939 in Bodega Bay. Toulon and his wife Elsa are accosted by the Nazis because the Nazis want the secret to eternal life. Elsa is shot and killed, and Toulon brings her back as a doll, and in a surprise twist, she is actually Leech Woman. So Leech Woman has the soul of Toulon's wife, Elsa, inside. And Toulon swears revenge on the Nazis, and he and the puppet stalk and kill them, so there's some pretty good um, death scenes in there. And in the end, he and the puppets escape Germany and head to Switzerland, with a young friend whose parents were killed as well. His name is Peter Hertz, and we'll see him again a little bit later. Um, in the third movie is the first appearance of the puppet Six Shooter, who is a cowboy that has six arms and little tiny guns. The fourth movie, Puppet Master 4 from 1993. As I said before, 4 and 5 were men as one long film, so they have the same actors and the same plot. Um, and they were both shot back to back. 
IMDb says a young scientist and his friends, um, upon being attacked by demons, are protected by a gang of animated puppets. This time around, it's the scientists versus demons, and for some reason, the demon Sutek has decided that Tulan has stolen his powers, despite what we saw in the previous movies, which was a guy in Egypt gave Tulan the secret. So uh, Sutek animates some weird little creatures that he calls totems and sends them to fight the puppets. Meanwhile, scientist Rick, who is now the caretaker of the Bodega Bay Inn, has been trying to animate his own robots as part of a scientific and government experiment, the usual killing ensues, a new puppet named Decapitron is revealed, and he has an interchangeable head. Toulon's head appears on top of the puppet and tells Rick he is the new puppet master, and only Decapitron has the power to defeat the monsters. So they use some lightning that goes through um, Decapitron's head and kill the totems at least for a while, and... Um, until we get to part five. Now I wanted to stop for a second um, and play something. This is from Richard Band called the the original of the Puppet Master theme. And um, despite what you think about the puppets, I think the music is really really good in this franchise. So here it is. Again, that was the Origins of the Puppet Master theme by Richard Brand. Um, and we are now on the plot for Puppet Master 5, which I, again, I said 4 and 5 are the same movie with basically the same plot. 
So IMDB says, The puppets battle their most powerful enemy yet as they protect their new master from the demon god that created the secret of life. Um, and remember Lori from the fourth movie? She is now in a coma. And Rick and Susie are back at the end to get the puppets. The head of a biotech company uh, wants to sell the puppets to the government, so he and some henchmen also go back to the end to try to find them. Meanwhile, meanwhile the demon Sutek animates yet another totem and sends him through. So there's fighting, and Lori, uh, remember she's a psychic, communicates with Rick through his computer and tells him he needs to use Decapitron to defeat the totem again. So he does, and I'm really not sure why they broke this into two movies, because it's the same plot all over again. So, um, anyway, this is definitely not the final chapter. The sixth movie is Curse of the Puppet Master. IMDb says, a scientist attempts to master the art of transferring people's souls into puppets. This is a strange one, because this is really just the movie, which is named S, so a whole bunch of S's. But instead of someone trying to change people into snakes, they're trying to change them into puppets. So Dr. McGrew makes sure that Robert slash Tank has no family before he asks him to come work with him and his daughter. And his daughter Jane falls uh, for Robert. But it's too late. McGrew turns him into a puppet named Tank. And he is then killed by Tank and the other puppets. Again, this movie has nothing to do with anything else in the franchise. It was considered a soft reboot by some, but it's really just a rehashing of a previous film. So this reminds me very much of the later Hellraiser movies who did the same thing. Number seven is Retro Puppet Master. This is the second prequel. IMDb says, in the late 19th century, an ancient Egyptian sorcerer discovers the art of transferring the souls of the dead to inanimate objects. This movie's book ended with Toulon telling the puppets about their origins, and it completely rewrites what we saw in Puppet Master 3. In this version of history, Toulon is a young boy in 19th century Paris. He helps an old man who is severely beaten, and before he dies, the guy tells Toulon the secret of life, which he stole from the god Sutek. And then there are three reanimated mummy guys in black suits and glasses who are running around trying to capture Toulon. We also meet a much younger Elsa. And we see earlier versions of the regular puppets, including some that we haven't seen before, such as Cyclops, Dr. Death, and uh, a puppet named Drill Sergeant who will later become Tunneler. The eighth movie... Puppet Master The Legacy. Again, this is a clip show with only seven minutes of new content, which is like bookending what we've seen previously. So IMDb says, Peter Hertz, who was rescued from the Nazis as a child by Andre Toulon in the 1940s, is now an old man and has inherited the puppets. He is pursued by an assassin who is forcing him to tell her the entire history of Toulon and the puppets. This is considered one of the worst movies in the franchise because, again, very little is new. Um, if you want to catch up on the other movies, you might watch it and save some time, but um, the seven new minutes of footage are just the assassin attacking Peter in the Bodega Bay Inn, and she wants the secret Toulon has. She says she previously killed Rick Myers, who you recall is the scientist, who became a later puppet master in 4 and 5. And then it turns out this woman was hired uh, supposedly by the puppets Toulon left behind because they want to know how to get out of their miserable existences. So that was an interesting twist. I think that would have been a good plot point uh, because I always wondered, like when he's putting the souls of people he knew into these puppets, whether he asked them if they wanted to be puppets for all eternity or not. But again, that's, uh, you know, that plot is dropped, never to be seen again. So that is eight. Next up, nine, Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys. IMDb says, a group of toy makers seek to use Andre Toulon's formula, now in the hands of Toulon's great-nephew Robert, to give life to a line of killer puppets as they plan that they plan to unleash on Christmas Eve. 
Uh, as I said before, this is a non-canon movie released by Sci-Fi and was not produced by Full Moon. And Corey Feldman stars as Toulon's great-nephew, Robert Toulon. He seriously overacts in this movie, uh, but it's kind of fun. It's so bad. And the plot is insane, even by Puppet Master standards. So the head of a toy company has promised a demon Toulon blood in exchange for her, her ruling the world. This will be done when all the toys she has sold to families turn evil on Christmas. Why is the demon after Toulon? He promised him his soul in exchange for the secret of reanimation and then turned himself into a tree and the first puppet was made from that. Or something like that. I don't know. Uh, this completely changes what we saw at the beginning of the franchise when Toulon found out, found the secret from a guy in Cairo in 1912 and what we saw in the other prequel where he got it from a, from a guy who was badly beaten and... Um, before he died. And furthermore, in this movie, the fight between the puppets and the demonic toys is very short and it kind of just fizzles out. So I was hoping for much more of an epic battle. But that didn't happen. Next up, the first of the Axis trilogy, which is Axis of Evil. IMDb says, During the Second World War, a young man with the help of animated puppets must stop the Nazis who attacked his family and kidnapped his girlfriend. And we're back in 1939 at the Bodega Bay Inn. Um, World War II and fighting Nazis is what you get in these next three films. But at least we get to see what happened right after Toulon shoots himself in the first movie. So this guy, this young guy named Danny, wants to join um, the army like his brother Don has done. But he's had polio and he has a bum leg so he can't do that. So he likes a girl named Beth, who works at the bomb factory. And the Japanese and Nazis have brought the fight to the U.S. and infiltrated the bomb factory. Um, Don is mortally wounded, so Danny puts his soul into a new puppet called Ninja. And the puppets attack. And then a geisha woman named Ozu escapes with a few puppets in the bag. And Ninja is mortally wounded. Um, and I don't think we, I can't remember if we see, yeah, we do see Ninja again after that, but, um, so this was the first introduction of the Puppet Ninja. Puppet Master, what's called Puppet Master 10, Axis Rising, which is actually film 11, IMDB says, Danny and Beth must battle the Nazis, um, after they use the puppet's life-giving serum to create a race of immortal soldiers as well as some Nazi puppets. Ozu doesn't last long in this film. She gives the puppet Tumblr to a Nazi named Mobius, and he promptly kills her. Danny and Beth continue the fight and are joined by Sergeant Stone. A Dr. Freuhofer is trying to make a machine that reanimates the dead. So the new puppets that were created here by Freuhofer include Blitzkrieg, Bombshell, Kamikaze, and Wehrmatch. There is a good puppet, good puppet versus bad puppet ba battle, and in the end, Stone is killed, Mobius is killed, and Fryhofer escapes. And the last of the Axis trilogy, IMDb says, the final chapter of the Axis saga, we find our heroic band of lethal puppets, Blade, Pinhead, Tumbler, Jester, Six Shooter, and Leech Woman, joining forces with a secret team of allied operatives all masters of psychic powers, as they face off against a new bunch of evil Nazi adversaries and their collection of vicious Axis puppets in a showdown that will decide the future of the world. This time, Danny and Beth are off at the beginning of the film, and we've almost come full circle again because the first movie, as you recall, was Psychics and Puppets. This time around, the psychics are Dr. Ivan Ivanov, his daughter Elisa, a sex magician named Georgina, and Brooks, and they are up against some super powerful Nazi psychics. Uh, Elisa is kidnapped by the Nazis, and the good guys and the puppets try to save her. As always, the Nazis are after the serum and the secrets of immortality so they can use it for their own purposes. 
So I don't know about you, but I'm glad that trilogy is over. They didn't really need three movies to tell that story. And the last movie so far, Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. IMDb says, All hell breaks loose when a strange force animates the puppets up for auction at a convention, setting them on a bloody killing spree that's motivated by an evil as old as time. In an alternate universe, Udo Kierv plays a badly burned Toulon in a brief 1989 flashback, and this time he is not a good guy. Barbara Crampton is back, remember she played a small part in the first movie, as Carol Dorinsky, and she's a cop that, bring, that brought Toulon down, and then in the present day, she does tours of the house of Andre Toulon. I was hoping it would be in Bodega Bay again, since everything else is in Bodega Bay, but they didn't go that route. Uh, also, Bodega Bay supposedly was burned down in a previous movie. So there's a convention to auction off the puppets, uh, and various collectors and fans attend, but the puppets are brought back to life by, I think, some electricity that was uh, hit some rods on the, uh, what's that called, um, where Toulon is buried. Um, anyway, the, not, the puppets come to life, and they are intent on wiping out anyone that's considered undesirable. And in this universe, uh, it's Jews, gays, African Americans, Romani, etc., there are several new puppets introduced here, or ones that we just get a really uh, quick look at, including Happy Amphibian, some sort of hovering puppets, those were fun, and Fuhrer Jr., who is just a baby doll with the Fuhrer's head on it. This is cited as one of the best Puppet Master movies, and I did like it. I think it's one of my favorites. Uh, the intro was get great because it had the graphic novel scenes from the other movies, and in this version, Toulon's wife is named Madeline, and she and Andre escape to the U.S. after World War II, and it is suspected he is a Nazi. He, well, after you see what's in his house, he's definitely a Nazi. He kept women uh, prisoner in a soundproof booth in his house, and he got, gouged their eyes out and drained them of blood. So Toulon is definitely a bad guy in that movie. Okay, on to trivia. Some general trivia first. Uh, for a full list of the puppets and how who appears in each movie, check out the Wikipedia article on the Puppet Master franchise, or there is something at terrorthreads.com um, that goes over all the puppets. Uh, this is an interesting franchise in that over the course of the series, the puppets have been antagonists, protagonists, and antiheroes, so they're really all over the place in terms of their motivation. There's a documentary called No Strings Attached uh, that's available on YouTube about the making of the movies. And as I said, none of these movies were theatrically released. I don't know about the last one. I know it's on Shudder, but I don't know if it was released in theaters or not. Um, there were also a series of comics that expand on the mythology of the first five movies. And David Allen was the real puppet master. He had already won an Academy Award nomination for Best Visual Effects. He is was assisted by Mark Rappaport in the first few films. And there was supposed to be a trilogy called Puppet Wars in which the puppets face off against the Mummy, Frankenstein, Dracula, etc. And they were supposed to pay homage to the old Universe Hammer movies. And the first movie was supposed to be Curse of the Puppet Master. But the idea was dropped after Paramount stopped sending money to Full Moon. But second unit footage had already been shot of a train in Romania, and that was reused in the film Retro Puppet Master. The scripts for the movies were written by Joel Wolfell and are available online. And the second movie was supposedly going to be Puppet Wars 2, Tomb of the Puppet Master, or it's called Vault of the Puppet Master, and then the third was supposed to be Puppet Master 3, Castle of the Puppet Master. And we talked about um, Puppet Master being one of the large, longest-running franchises in horror history, 
Uh, I thought it might be the longest, but I was wrong after I looked it up. Amityville Horror it actually has the most sequels of any horror franchise, and that's because it has 23 films in it total. So Puppet Master comes in second with 14, and that's if you don't count Godzilla or the Hammer and Universal movies. Friday the 13th is next up with 12, and Halloween will have 13 with the release of Halloween Kills this year, and Halloween ends next year. The next movie that's up in the Puppet Master franchise is called Blade the Iron Cross. It's due out this year, um, and if it performs well, we may see other Puppet Master spinoffs. So now let me pause for a second and play um, the regular Puppet Master theme again by Richard Brandt. about the individual movies some have more than others but I'll try to hit the highlights uh, Puppet Master was the first film produced by the then new Full Moon Pictures and uh, the movie was inspired by another brand movie called The Dolls from 1987 it was originally scheduled for a theatrical release but Charles Brand thought they could make more money if they went direct to home video and some of these movies have been very profitable uh, Blade originally required five puppeteers to operate, and he is the only character whose suit does not change from film to film. The puppet Blade was inspired by the actor Klaus Kinski. Uh, much of the soundtrack is from um, synthesizer arrangements uh, by, let's see, I'm going to get his last name wrong, Donaggio, D-O-N-A-G-G-I-O, who did the music for Tours Trap from 1979. So both David Smaller and Bran worked on that movie as well. Interestingly, the Bodega Bay Hotel or Inn does not actually exist. It's just a small model that was clearly shot from different camera angles. So that's pretty cool. Um, the new, uh, the real Castle Green Hotel is located on a street in Pasadena, California and was used for many other films in the franchise, the interior shots. And the real Bodega Bay Inn is in Bodega Bay and was where Alfred Hitchcock filmed The Birds. The puppet that's looking out the window um, during the first movie is a real Burmese opera marionette named the alchemist musician uh, Zawgy. Uh, William Hickey, who played the first uh, Andre Toulon, um, was originally Matt um, Paula Matt, who played Alex, the sole survivor in the first film, his acting teacher. In the finger slicing scene, the blood was green instead of red to avoid an X rating. And Pinhead's fists during the punching scenes were actually done by a little person stunt woman named Cindy Sorensen, and she said the hardest part was ducking behind his head while having to throw uh, punches, not being able to see what she was doing and make it look realistic coming from him. 
It looks like there were some hard feelings between David Smoller, who says he was not asked to be involved in any of the other movies, nor was he asked to provide commentary for the DVD, and he said Charles Brand still owes him residuals from the first movie. The puppets only have five minutes of screen time in the first movie. And as we said before, or maybe we didn't, all of the puppets have souls of actual people that Toulon knew, and I'll go into the specifics in a little bit. Um, the budget on this film was $400,000, and the body count was six. In Puppet Master 2, the budget was 780000 so quite a bit more. And the torch puppet uh, is used for... It's used for the flamethrowing scenes, can shoot out a flame as long as 10 feet. Uh, this time around, David Allen, um, who was the animator, the stop, um, so the animation in the first couple of these movies is done by Stop Action Motion, which I really like, um, but he also served as director in this movie. Um, and it's the only completed feature film he has directed. Unfortunately, he died of cancer in 1999. The reason Leech Woman was destroyed in this movie, remember she was thrown into the fire, uh, was upon the request by Paramount to get rid of the puppet because the studio executives disliked it and didn't want future sequels to contain her. However, Leech Woman did return in Puppet Master 3 and eventually made a slow comeback, uh, starting with The Curse of Puppet Master. The comeback can be attributed to co-producer David uh, Decotau, D-E-C-O-T-E-A-U, who cited Leech Woman as his favorite puppet. The body count in this movie is 7, unless you count Leech Woman, and then it would be 8. But don't worry, she'll be back. The third movie, the budget was 800000 And the sixth armed shooter featured here was originally supposed to be a ninja, but was later changed into a cowboy. The laughter of Six Shooter is supplied by Albert Brand, father of President and CEO Full Moon Picture Charles Brand. Albert had escaped France during the Nazi regime, which means every time the viewer saw a six-shooter six laughing after he had gunned down a Nazi, that is the actual voice of a man who had really escaped from them. So that's pretty heavy. Location scenes of Nazi Germany were originally set to be filmed in Romania, but were canceled because of political instability in the country. The second choice was Hungary, but the weather conditions during the winter were judged too harsh for filming. Eventually, the location footage was shot on a back lot at Universal Studios. And this is the first film to explain the origin of the puppets. The body count here is 13, and it has the highest body count of the original three movies. Puppet Master 4... Again, four and five are basically the same movie with the same actors. Torch is on the cover, uh, DVD cover art, but is not in the movie, and that's because every time they fire him up, they have to have a fire marshal on set. Um, this and five were originally slated to be a theatrical movie named, a theatrical release movie named Puppet Master the Movie. And... Um, this is Decapitron's first appearance, and the idea came from an unfilmed movie by that name before the company brand was previously with Empire went bankrupt. In 5, the final chapter, Torch is back this time around, and a day of filming was lost because the crew walked out because their checks had bounced. This is David Allen's first involvement in the puppet, no, final involvement and the Puppet Master films. Remember, he did uh, a lot of the stop motion. Curse of the Puppet Master, shot in eight days. The first film not to use stop motion animation. Um, and as we said, that's because David Allen was not involved. Gregory Peck fell ill for a few days. They used co-producer Edward Hansen as his double. Editing on this movie was done by... J.R. Bookwalter on his Apple iPad, I mean iBook, 
while he was staying in a hotel in Ohio. So very, very low budget. And Tumblr's head kept falling off during Joey's death in this movie. Retro. Interesting fact. James Franco auditioned for a young Toulon. And Greg Sestero was supposed to do a British accent but had problems. He asked for it to be changed for to French because he is fluent in French in real life. And Guy Rolfe's scenes took one day to film. This was his last film. This is the first Puppet Master to be filmed outside the U.S. And the demon Sutek is another uh, name for Set, the god of deserts and storms in Greek mythology. And the footage on the train, I think I already mentioned it, is actually supposed to be, was supposed to be used in Puppet Wars, uh, which never came out. Uh, Puppet Master the Legacy, I really don't have any trivia because it's just a clip show. Puppet Master versus the not Demonic Toys. Tracy Lourdes, the ex-porn star, was set to star but backed out due to budget conflicts. This was originally supposed to be the plot of Puppet Master 4 but was scrapped. Full Moon had planned to make the Puppet War series if this movie was successful, but it was not. Um, Full Moon originally set out to use a bunch of cyber puppets in this movie, and the toys were made, but uh, they were never included in the films. Interestingly, Blade's hats in all the movie are made by a company called Baron Hats, and they cost $100 each. So those are expensive little hats. This is the only movie not to feature Tunneler. Leech Woman is also absent, and that's probably um, after the second movie, they were both supposed to be dead or injured in some way, and Torch is also absent. The beginning of the Axis movies. Axis of Evil. Toulon's hotel room from the first movie was painstakingly recreated here. This is the first Puppet Master film to be filmed in Asia. And Ozu was originally supposed to be an old man similar to Fu Manchu, but David Dekotau wanted the character to be a dragon lady. Uh, this is the first film since 3 to have Leech Woman hack up a leech. And this movie and Killjoys 3 were shot at the same time in China. Killjoys is another property owned by Charles Brand. The second Axis movie, Axis Rising, the puppet Blitzkrieg is actually a remote control car constructed to look like an armored tank. The RC antenna is hidden with the Nazi flag attached at the end. In the original script, there were two Nazis that would become the souls of two new puppets but was cut out due to time constraints. And effects artist Christopher Bergschneider used real propaganda art to create the Kamikaze Puppet. And the last Axis movie, Axis Termination, was funded by crowdsourcing. Most of the Nazi thugs were played by fans who played to have a part. This is the first time um, Blade makes any vocal noises since Retro Puppet Master. Some of the scenes where the puppets are walking is done by actors in puppet costumes walking in front of a green screen. And Torch is absent in this movie. David Dekotau, who directed four Puppet Master movies, three, Curse, Retro, and Axis of Evil, makes a cameo here as a Nazi thug. And the last Puppet Master movie, The Littlest Reich. Um, so, as I said previously, this film is supposed to take place in an alternate universe. Um, that way, the puppets in the other series, which can continue uh, along their regular path and are still owned by brand, can be good guys. And in this universe, they are despicable Nazis. I already said uh, Barbara Crampton appears here, and I like her and everything she is in, and she really chews up the scenery here. Uh, most of the Nazi relics were actually items from World War II. 
This movie was in production at the same time as um, the other Axis movie. Oh, no, the last Axis movie, Axis Termination. Uh, the Happy Amphibian puppet that premieres here was Jester's replacement. Only Blade, Tunnler, Pinhead, and Torch are back from the original movies. And this is the third Puppet Master film in a row to have artists from the show face off working on special effects. Now I'd like to play the theme to the Lilith Reich, who was done by Fabio Frizi, and it is in a variation of the original Richard Brand theme. Why should you watch these movies? Well, I'm not sure you should. Um, Puppet Master seems to be one of those where people either love it or hate it. So, um, it's hard to keep track of what's going on. But basically, the first Puppet Master is about puppets and psychics. The second is about puppets and paranormal investigators. The third is a, pe a prequel that has Toulon and the puppets in Nazi Germany. Four and five are the same story and are Nazis versus demons. Six has nothing to do with anything since it's a retread of another movie. Um, Retro is the second prequel and rewrites the entire timeline. And here's Toulon gets the secrets of eternal life from a guy that stole it from the under underworld god Sutek. Eight, Legacy's just a clip show. Uh, Puppet Master versus Dino... Monic Toys is a crossover with another franchise. And the three Axis movies are Puppets versus Nazis again. And the last film, Puppet Master of the Little Reich, as I said already, is a series reboot and occurs in an alternate universe. So these movies are not for everybody. They're very, very schlocky. 
the puppets are not your cute Sesame Street type Muppets. The timeline, as I said previously, is all over the place. And there are way, way too many of these movies. But there's still something to be enjoyed here, I think. Uh, I really like the puppet POV shots. Those are great. I've always been a sucker for um, stop-motion animation, which is used in the first movies. And the puppets are very novel. I mean, who? I don't think I'd ever come up with something like Leech Woman or Pinhead. So kudos to creativity for that. So if you're going to set out watching these, uh, it took me two weeks total to watch all of them together. Um, and that was rough even doing it that fast. I would suggest watching one to see how it gets started. And two, because it's a lot of people's favorites. Three, which is my one of my favorites because it's the origin story. And also The Littlest Reich to see how it splits off into a separate possible franchise. Uh, in terms of quality of film and puppet deaths, Little Reich is at the top of the list. Now, uh, recipe. So it should come as no surprise that I went with German food this week. And there's a site called expatica.com that has the top 10 German foods with recipes. I will not attempt to say them because, uh, yeah... I'm going to be, be pronounced very, very wrong. But um, number 10 is worst, which is sausage. Lots of different worsts. There's bratwurst, bloodwurst, uh, rots bratwurst, and thuringer bratwurst, bratwurst. Yeah, so there's a lot of different kinds of those. And then, let's see, there's schnitzel and apple strudel. There is a very tasty cake, uh, which is like a black forest cake called Schwarzwalder Kirchtort. I don't know. Uh, anyway, it looks really, really good. Uh, pretzels, of course, uh, known as Breezel. Um are very popular. There are uh, kind of uh, potato pancakes, we might call them lotskas, and they're called kratoffel pepper, kroos, and bratkart offing. Um, and there are different types of potato pancakes. Uh, Sauerbraten, which is a meat dish, so it's pot roast. Uh, and is considered one of the country's national dishes. Uh, Eintopf. It is noodles, so stew. Um, beef stew and noodles. Uh, something called rote gretzi, which is a red fruit pudding topped with cream and grapes or berries. And let's see, Casabrottle, K-A-S-E-S-P-A-T-Z-L-E. These are egg noodles, which is um, basically the German equivalent of pasta. It's popular in the south of France. Um, it's made from wheat flour and egg and served with cheese. It's kind of like macaroni and cheese, but they sometimes have roasted onions in it as well. It's used to accompany German meat dishes that use a lot of sauce or gravy or with stews. And number one on the list is Rouladen, R-O-U-L-A-D-E-N, which is thinly sliced meat, usually beef, but it can be veal or pork. With a filling of bacon or pork belly, chopped onions, pickles, mustard, uh, brown and simmered in broth, and um, then rolled up. So check out the website, expatica.com, that's E-X-P-A-T-I-C-A.com for all of those recipes. And again, I am sorry for butchering all of the names of those dishes. And lastly, where can you find us? 
We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. We're on, you can find us in the e- Check us, no, back up. Contact us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com or check out our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com. In conclusion, the Puppet Master series is one bizarre franchise. The chronology is hinky, uh, but they just keep making them for some reason. And if you approach them as some campy, you know, B-movies, I think they can be entertaining. Um, If you approach them as wanting to make sense in any way, you are going to be unhappy. Um, And as I said before, watching, I would not recommend watching all 13 of them together as I did because that was quite a painful experience. Um... But I think watching a few at a time is great. And also, I am interested to see what happens with the Blade movie. Uh, I wish, I think this franchise has covered enough time in Germany. I wish there was a different storyline. But that sounds like that's where it's going to take place. So I am interested to see what happens with that. So until next week, have a good week. Watch out for murderous puppets. And we'll talk to you later. Bye.